And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, too often we forget the most fundamental truths of our Christian faith. John 1.1 states, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is God. Every single gospel testifies to this. The Pharisees even tried to stone Jesus and accuse him of making himself equal with God. Check out John 5.18. But we tend to forget that Jesus is a man. He identified himself as the Son of Man in about 89 references. He understands divinity. He is divinity. He understands humanity. He is humanity. He bleeds, he feels, he hurts for his own, and he knows what we are going through. Ooh, powerful. Next, Proverbs 14, 12 states, There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. Boy, this sure seems like there's a lot of right ways. If it feels good, then how can it be wrong? The truth is, is that the heart is much darker than people want to admit. God tells us that Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? But Davio, the world clarifies that we need to be politically correct, race guilty, and woke about whatever. Yep, that seems right for the people of the world system. God has a different take, and only one path leads to everlasting life. And finally, here is a challenging teaching from Jesus that we're going to cover. He identifies how we can tell if we are in the kingdom of God or in the kingdom of the world. He doesn't give a lot of wiggle room in this. If we can find satisfaction with the worldly approach and dissatisfaction with the divine approach, we are in eternal trouble. It's not that God doesn't love us. He does. But he gives us a choice. So let's choose wisely, grasshoppers. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us. Isn't that fun? You can email us. Yay! You can email us at david at hemustincrease.org. It's very simple. david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. 
That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, you end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me explain to you something that only a few people will understand, but you should appreciate it, at least the sentiment of it. When you talk to Captain Chris, that's like for the first time in a year and a half, your older dog goes to your younger dog and gives him big kisses on the face. Aw. And then you will be... Now, not that I'm speaking from experience or anything. No, no, nothing like that. All right. So uh, I'm going to offer this up to you for you guys to reach out to us. But before I do, let me make one correction that I shouldn't have said. I should have, shouldn't have said it the way I said it because I'm a little I'm a little high on the energy level of doing the school stuff. So I want to apologize, uh, not specifically to Paul, but to everybody for going, well, I'm either going to graduate with this or with this. It's a little bit arrogant. I shouldn't have said it that way. I know I'm going to graduate because if I get a D, I'm going to graduate. But I'm just saying I should have a more humble you know, approach to it. So I did find out, though, for the final oral, which is worth about uh, half the thing, I do get to have notes. Which is <laughs> <Just> like, really? <laughs> the guy's like, absolutely. I'm like, really? I'll just pull out my whole paper. <laughs> what I'm going to do. It's like, well, that's right here on page 65. Oh, here's page 112. Anyway, so I was feeling a little bit good about that. I mean, I must confess. But I shouldn't be arrogant, arrogant. That's not nice. All right. I need to finish. we got somebody calling in. Can they wait so I can go through it? Or do you want to take them? It's up to you. Can I like wait? Yeah, okay. All right, so here's the bottom line. You know you can reach out to us by email. You can also text us, and you can also call us, okay? Now, you might have a question, a thought, a comment. You might have anything going on inside your heart and your mind you want to share. Or you might have something that's just going on, and you want prayer or maybe a praise report. Just I just want to share this. This is like something the Lord did for me. It's really cool. And we want you to have that opportunity. We want you to have that blessing to be able to engage with other brothers and sisters without having some kind of qualifier. Okay? That's what we do. We're, we're non-qualifier. <laughs> That's kind of how you would say it. So uh, bottom line is any topics open for conversation because it's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. Probably a little bit more Steve Martin than the other two, but that's all right. And just keep in mind, it's not professional radio. That's for sure. Okay, so we do have somebody, before we offer up the trivia question, we have somebody that's on the phone. So let's go ahead and bring them in and see what we can do to help. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, this is Annika. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Annika, how are you doing? doing great if my phone cuts out it's because we're in a black hole where we live so <laughs> it, it may it may black out okay you do your best and we'll do our best to interpret what you're saying if you black out <laughs> okay <laughs> um in the commercial that chris does um the end of the first part of the show uh, he uses the phrase, seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Is there a particular um, address in the Bible for that, or is yes. it multiple? Yes, multiple. Yeah, so the first one is Romans eight fourteen says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So that's, okay. the, that's the first and foremost. That's the kind of the place you would start. 
And then you would pull it up and you would really, you'd go into Ephesians. Ephesians 1 has references in verse 13 and 14 about the Holy Spirit being deposited in you as a guarantee for eternal life and that it's by the Holy Spirit that we walk. The other part about that is to read throughout the scriptures how many times, for example, Revelation chapter 2 and 3. In Revelation 2 and 3, it continually says the same thing in all seven churches. It says, the Spirit says, S-A-Y-S, to the churches. So the Spirit is speaking to the churches. Now, the Spirit speaks through the written word because the Holy Spirit used people to write it, but the Holy Spirit also speaks to people. For example, when Philip was on the road and the Holy Spirit directed him to go and hang out with the eunuch. So there's that principle. There's the example of Jesus when Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. Many of us would think well, maybe they should have led him to like, you know, like uh, a park or something. <laughs> that was not the case. <laughs> the, the case was uh, the Lord wanted him to go through, the Father wanted him to go through the process of the testing as any human would. And so that's where the Holy Spirit led him. So there is a there's probably about 150 references in the New Testament. There are 200, and I think 58 references to the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, but it's abundant. It's way, way abundant. And what happens is people think, I'll just read the Bible, and they don't understand that it's the Holy Spirit who wrote the Bible that gives them the understanding. Good, good. Does that help? Yeah, that helps a lot. Thanks. And I just wanted to give a shout out to Deborah. Welcome back to the land of the healthy and well. And also a big appreciation to Ace for his singing. Amen. Excellent job. Very good. Thanks for what you do. And uh, look forward to hearing you get your doctorate. Yeah, me too. I I am looking forward to it. We might spend a little extra time doing celebration things. (laughs) It all goes well. (laughs) You might hear a lot of clapping. (laughs) Thank you, Annika. That's great. Excellent job. Don't fall off the cliff too badly. Oh, it'll be fun. You have a good time celebrating. All right. Thanks. God bless you. Um, thanks. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So <laughs> this is a great call. You see, don't you guys think that's more – it's not that the teachings are bad. Well, some of the teachings aren't that good. But it's not that – it's just that it's cool to hear people go, what about this and what about this? And then you get this understanding of, hey, this is uh, this is really geared towards relationship. Right. I mean, this is kind of it's like it's about a relationship being connected, you know, to the Lord. Right. So it's so funny. Ken is one of our people that texted in. I wanted to tell him something. It's so funny that he just texted in and sent me a picture. Uh, So if you guys take the time, I'm just going to do this. I'm not going to do my teaching I'm gonna do this and then we'll exit. But if if you if you take the time and read the story about King David, when he uh, does that thing to Uriah the Hittite and then he. He sleeps, uh, you know, and with the gal and, and kind of messes up the every, everybody's life. Wasn't that nice of him? <laughs> so so here's, here's the thing. There's this part where Nathan comes in and confronts David about a guy who really had this lamb, and he really, really loved this lamb. I mean, a lot. And uh, the lamb ate from his food, slept in the bed. It was like one of his kids. And then in the story that Nathan gives David, he says that the, that the rich man had that lamb killed. And David's like, that guy deserves death. You know, it's like it's like amazing. Right. Uh, And it gave me a new appreciation. One of the things we don't talk about and Ken actually has brought this up to me before is the level that God understands how uh, entities in our life affect us like pets. 
And it's like I really appreciated that the scripture made it clear that while Nathan was telling this story, David did not know it was a story. He didn't know it was made up. And his response was, that guy ought to get killed. That's just terrible, right? And then David said, he's got to pay back four lambs for the one lamb, okay? Which that tells you there's the difference between humanity and animals only because if it was a human being, he'd have to be executed. So there was no room there. But it also shows the level of depth that God is aware of the uh, creatures in our lives and how they impact us. And as I read that, I thought, that's really cool. It's like, that's a great, great thing. So actually, Ken, thanks for texting at that moment because that reminded me that I wanted to share that. It just happened this morning. So you don't know what's going to happen. If I don't know what's going to happen, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Let me say that. Oh, we'll take a break, come back, and then we'll do our trivia and all the other stuff that we're trying to do that we think we'll do that we might do. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Smith Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Who is David Spoon? We have on the line Tina from Elko. And Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? What? I am doing great. One, the, is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I listen to you every time I get into my car when I leave my job. Ah, awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything that we can be praying for just to be in agreement with you regarding anything that the Lord's working on in you? Yeah, there okay. is. Okay, fire away. Um, first of all, I'd like to see my family's hearts turned. Second of all, I am not putting God first and... I'm not being obedient in certain ways. Let me sum it up a little bit. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I should answer it. So I really need prayer to get back on track with God. Okay. Let me pray with you, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, you. let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, and we lift up Tina to you, and we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that uh, first and foremost you would work on her family's hearts, that uh, there'd be a softening, and that there'd be a grace and a mercy given uh, to the family and uh, between the relationship that Tina has with the family, and we just pray that your mercy would prevail, and we just pray that you would encourage her. Instead of this being a discouragement, let this become an encouragement that she is a daughter of the Most High seeking out help from her Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background, 
David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your trivia question. Who said, fair not, Mary, for you have found favor with God? Who said, fear not, Mary? For you have found favor with God. Who said that? Who, 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 who? We need, we need that thing for the who. Who are you? <laughs> Boy, that was really weak, wasn't it? Right? Okay. Uh, if you think you know who said that, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. Excellent question, by the way, by Annika. So that was a great job. Also, we had an excellent question earlier. So that was uh, just fantastic. Who said, fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Who said that? Uh, we do have somebody that is on uh, the uh, phone before we get to that. Have we done any praying at all? We done, Did we do some? Didn't we? Did we? We prayed for the U.S., didn't we? We prayed for the U.S. and Ukraine. I know we did that, right? We did that in the very beginning. So I want to pray for the audience. So can they hang on for a second? Okay. We did pray for U.S. and Ukraine because I that's when I said, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, at least I'm being honest. All right. Uh, let's pray for uh, the audience real quick. Is that okay? Uh, just join me in your faith just for a moment. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. Uh, let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. We worship you. You are awesome. And I just pray for this audience right now because they're the people that I'm connected to. They're the people in my universe. And, Lord, we just pray for one another that you would encourage us. Sometimes people just need to be encouraged, Lord. Sometimes we need to just know you're just right there with us. And we can count on you. We don't have to be afraid. And I just pray that that encouragement would reach every one of us, that we would be lifted up and with an ability to say thank you because of your graciousness. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. We do have somebody ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. I'm 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 on track, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's like, uh, and then when the professor said I get to use notes for my defense, it's like, oh, okay, I live my life by notes. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> the radio show. All right, so here we go. Who said, "Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God." The archangel. Angel Gabriel. Correct, Amanda! That is something else. And what's amazing is it is amazing if you look at all of those experiences where the angels talk to people. It's like in, in I think, three-quarters of them, you always hear the fear not. It's like, like every time somebody sees an angel, instead of being everybody going, ooh, it's an angel. It's more like people are, like, shaking and freaking out. It's like, fear not, fear not, fear not, you know. 
I just find that amazing for all the people that want to see an angel that everybody's scared when they see him. <laughs> Excellent job, Gary. Very, well, very you. good work. I appreciate it. And I'll come. I'll continue to pray for all of you. All right. And keep me in prayer, especially for coming up on Thursday, Thursday at 6 o'clock. That's my big uh, defense. So keep me Will in prayer for that. repeat that again, please? Yeah, I'm going to be doing my oral defense on Thursday at 6 p.m. this week. So I need some oh, okay. extra prayers for there. Okay. All right, brother. Thank you, brother. All right. God bless you. All right. Where are we at? All right. Uh, oh, comedy, right? Okay. You could call it that. Okay. <laughs> What's cold? <laughs> All right. Fine. We'll do the shorter version. Ready? <laughs> Two full-time Christian workers were traveling together. When it was lunchtime, one of them who had brought food from home started eating. The other person, of course, felt left out and said, You know, brother, the Bible says you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. At this, the other full-time worker replied, The Bible also says you shall not covet your neighbor's things. <laughs> That's a good one. No, not that. Now, let's just see if you guys can follow this. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty good, actually. Two successful businessmen got into an argument. The argument was about who was, who was the better Christian of the two. One said to the other, I bet you $500 that you can't recite the Lord's Prayer. The other, do you think so? Yeah, let me try. Hmm. Let's see. Here we go. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray thee, Lord, my soul to keep. The friend listened in amazement and said, here's your $500. I never thought you could remember the Lord's Prayer so well. <laughs> Come on. Right? All right. All right. Let's get to the teaching. You know, Lewis said the same thing you did. Comedy where? Okay. Just use the Johnny Carson May League of a Thousand Camels invade your armpits line. I think it's a good one. All right. Uh, let's make sure we understand Jesus is not a robot, please. Okay. Luke chapter 7, verse 12 through 13 says this. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out. The only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Okay. So that's a dress. Her husband's gone, dead, and now her son is dead. It says, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said, do not weep. So you think of these things, and remember, says question earlier about the resurrection. So you, here's a perfect example. Here's somebody who died, okay? And Jesus is about to raise him up, okay? But what I want you to get is how it impacted Jesus, because we always think of Jesus in, in well, not always. We often think of Jesus in robotic terminology. Like, well, he's God, so the human part's pretty teeny weeny. It uh, doesn't really mean a lot. And it's like, that is absolutely not true. He is born of the Holy Spirit, remember? Remember, Holy Spirit, and Mary, human, right? Divine, human, divine, human, divine, human. And so he's got that human part of him, right? And for those that are really trying to work that out, uh, think about Spock. <laughs> if you need some help, I'm helping. Here's the bottom line. So the guy is dead. It's her son. So she she's a widow. So her husband died. And now her son's dead. And she's, I mean, that's your, your world has just emptied out. Right? And when Jesus saw her, he had compassion on her. 
And what that you, you think of that and you think, oh, he just well, he smiled. No, when you have compassion, you know, the, the difference is sympathy and empathy, right? In sympathy, you feel for somebody that's at a lower structural level. Oh, you feel bad for them. In empathy, you share that because you've been there, right? So in Jesus sharing that pain or having that compassion, he's experienced it with her. He's a human being. And instead of thinking of Jesus as just this uh, robotic uh, a being that has no tears in his eyes, that's exactly not correct. In fact, in the story with Martha and Mary, even though Jesus was going to bring Lazarus back up, you know, after he, seed all, he saw all the grief and all the people, he started crying. Why? Because pain is something that moves us. It it hurts. And when another person's pain, when Noel is in pain, it's like the it's like torture. It's like what it's like. It's terrible. When I'm in pain, it's not. She's super worried about me. Me, mine's more physical. <laughs> like the, I stepped on a one of the dog bones like two days ago, and my leg went woo, my bad leg, and I was like, ah! oh, she's like, what'd you do? What'd you do? And she's all, you know, okay. That that is a, a caring. There's a caring, caringness. There's this compassion that you have for one another. Well, this is how Jesus feels towards us, and it's not just the frustration. So I don't want to. You know, he knows that part really well in all of us. But Jesus carries with us what we go through. In other words, he knows it. Right? And again, in that story with Martha and Mary, he cries. Why? Because because Lazarus is gone. Lazarus is getting up in five minutes. It's because all of the hardship that those people are feeling. And this woman just had her world emptied. And we're not talking about... You know, you didn't get the job or said this is like nobody to share life with. Period. And it's like Jesus comes in and responds. He has compassion on her. He empathizes with her in the pain. He cares. He feels towards her. Here's the key. That's how he is towards you. It's not like he's out there going, Oh, well, you know, you can handle it, Dave. Just deal with it. Okay? That's not the kind of of Savior that Jesus is. He's loving and compassionate and merciful. And he cares about how we're doing. So let's keep that in mind at the forefront of our thoughts, especially when we're engaging in prayer and fellowship and honoring and glorifying him. Okay? All right, great. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? When you are in the presence of the Lord and his presence is strengthening you, and we talked about that can happen through the word of God, through prayer, and through fellowship. And then you go through some process where somebody sends you a text or somebody sends you a letter or somebody calls you or somebody sends you an email or somebody looks at you funny or somebody kind of glances or somebody says something about you or you hear something about yourself or you eat the wrong kind of tacos and you just feel bad and the joy is sucking away at the moment. Here is the answer while the devil is trying to take your joy away. Here is the key. For the next 365 days for your life, when the devil 
takes the joy away by robbing you, you go back into the presence of God again. When the devil comes in and robs you and takes that joy, will you get up off your duff or your blessed assurance and you go into the presence of God again, be it prayer, be it Bible, be it fellowship, be it worship, be it whatever. I don't care. Get up and get back in the presence of God again. And when the devil comes around the second time and knocks on your door and you open it and he takes it from you again, then you get off your blessed assurance again and you get back into the presence of God again. And when he does it a third time, you do it again. And when he does it a fourth time, you do it again. Because the strength of the Lord is in the joy of the Lord, which is found in the presence of the Lord. And when he comes a robbing, you go to refill. When the tank is empty, put gas in it. When you're depleted, fill it up. And you think, well, I can't do that. Why not? You did it the first time. Yes, but that was special. Why? Because you tried? Try again. But you don't understand. No, I don't care. That's much, much more heartless to say that, huh? That's a good one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I care about the truth. I don't care about somebody's, well, my perception, well, good for you. God bless you. When you can figure out that you can argue with God, let me know how that goes. If you win that argument, you come back. You can take the throne. But you ain't going to win it. So when the enemy comes and he comes a stealing, you do exactly what you need to do to take it back. If he steals from you, you take it right back. Why? Because you can. Because he's not empowered to keep it from you. He's empowered to take it momentarily. You're empowered to take it right back. Take it. The David Spoon Experience. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face up. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. This is a little tougher, but you guys can do this. I have full confidence, full faith. Who said, you men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious? New Testament. Who said that? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Send you up to the website for two reasons. One, we're going to be doing some new projects for people to get involved with. So if you don't want to do brochures but you want to be involved with the ministry, we will have new projects that are forthcoming. And then, two, that is a great place to give, and giving is very helpful unless you just want to hear music during this time. Uh, so check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> Ice skating. <laughs> Watermelon being splashed, smashed by a hammer. It was a... <laughs> I'm not even going to comment to that. I'm just going to move on immediately. Your trivia question. Who said, you men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious? <clears throat> okay. 
There you go. Okay? If you think you know, 972-445-0770 as the texts are lighting up. Lighting up. Uh, Also, you can text 214-210-843 website. I don't need the website. You need the email. David at hemusincrease.org. I have no idea. I think September. I think it's September. We'll be at our like one thousandth show or something, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just an old chunk of coal, but I will be a diamond someday. Okay. Uh, let's do history. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, today is different colored eyes day. You know, people that got like two different color eyes. I haven't met that many people that have that. Do you have you? I have not really met. No. Them. Okay. Uh, now this is my favorite pie, and I'm just going to be honest about it. Today is pecan pie day. Love pecan Good pie. Love pie. I just love it. Today is eat your jello day. Got no idea. Etch a sketch day. Something I got from my first granddaughter, and uh, she's still uh, praying, playing with it. She still plays with it. And then when my other grandson goes over and tries to take it from her, she uh, smacks him with it. Whack. And then uh, today is paper bag day, and I only want to do this in honor of the importance of the paper bag moment. Number one, if you do have young grandchildren, take a paper bag, put your finger in it like you're going to snap, take your hand, put it in the bag that's empty, throw it up in the air, and then snap your fingers while you're holding the bag, and it seems like a ball landed in the bag. Believe me, it works fantastic, okay? Trust me. I've been doing this for years, okay? And then the other thing is the homage to Nick Danger. <laughs> Chris is like, what? Do you know what it is? That's when <clears throat> Rocky Rococo goes into Nick Danger's office, okay? And he goes, with all your years of brilliant observation and study and as brilliant in many cases as you solved, do you know what I have right here in my hand? And Nick Danger goes, it's a brown paper bag. <laughs> See if you guys can figure that out. See, that's it. <laughs> See. All right, never mind. Uh, in 1580, the Ostrig Bible became the first printed Bible in Slavic language. Uh, 1932, Lambeth Bridge is opened in London. And in 1933, Congress passes the first minimum wage law in the United States at 33 cents an hour. Which is kind of like what it feels like now. <laughs> so I'm just saying, don't get mad. Uh, okay, we did that last on the trivia question, and then we will give... Uh, we'll get into the teaching. Here it is. You men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too suspicious, too superstitious. Who said that? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemusincrease.org. I did warn everybody that as I was getting closer to the doctorate, things would get a little goofier, right? I did tell people that, right? I mean, I think I warned everybody. Luke. Luke, (laughs) chapter 7, verse 29 through 30. When all the people heard this, the tax collectors too, they declared God just, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the purpose of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. Ouch! 
Okay, let's talk about smart things and not smart things. Smart things, right? Uh, acknowledging God and his purposes, not smart things. Rejecting the purposes of God for yourself. That's just not smart. I don't care what your educational degree is. I don't care if you're Dr. Fahrenheit. You reject God, you are not bright, period. You know that? Remember that night bright, light bright thing that all the games use? You don't have one. If you reject God, here's the, the bottom line. When we reject God's system for salvation, now listen to this, a very important statement. When we reject God's system for salvation, we reject God's purpose for our lives. Is there no room in between those? Nope. Zero. Okay. When we reject God's system for salvation, we reject God's purpose for our lives. When we reject God's purpose for our lives, we reject God himself. Oh, ow, 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 ow. And you think about that, and you think, well, who are the people that rejected God's system of salvation? Who are the people that rejected God's purposes? Who are the people that rejected God himself? It was amazing because it was the religious and the intellectuals. Now, doesn't that tell you something? Doesn't that say, huh? Doesn't that just make you give you pause? Because the designation of being a religious person or an intellectual is the de designation given by the world. I'm saying, well, these, these guys are all brilliant, or they're all very religious. Yeah, but they're all very rejecting God. And that way leads to death. And the Bible says there's the way which seems right unto man, but the end thereof is the way of death. And you, you, we get into this, and we talk about these worldly standards. And it's not just the littlest. It's, it's the, the philosophy of the world. And I'm trying to be nice about it, but you know, most people know, it started with like this political correctness approach, and then it moved into this other, you know, these, some of these other bizarre realms about, you know, uh, uh, everything is racist no matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is it's racist. What is it? It's racist. What is it? It's racist. doesn't matter. Uh, it's the horse races. That's racist. <laughs> horse races is racist? It's racist. They, you know it got bad when they said the alphabet was racist. That was it. It's just like, okay. Which one, A or B? Uh, so it's, like, it's so silly. And then now the woke thing and all the other things. It's like, you got to be woke. You got to be woke. It's just like, this is a way that seems right. But the end thereof is the way of death. And the real problem that people are missing on this isn't even that the people that embrace these things are a little bit looned. That's not even the issue. It's that they're denying that the righteousness of God comes through Jesus Christ. That's the issue. Not what they're coming up with. It's what they're denying in the process. So they're rejecting God's system for salvation. How, where do we find God's system for salvation? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There's the system. And they reject that system, and therefore they reject the purposes of God, and therefore they reject God. And the problem I think that the church has, and I've noticed it in the academic world, is there's a placating 
Well, we don't want to be offensive to the world. <laughs> Seriously? I, I got into a very heated uh, board discussion with a few people. And these are people that are like, well, maybe, you know, maybe we should be more permissive. It's like there is a rule of faith for a reason. There is a standard for a reason. God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's at least acknowledge that. Oh, but man can mess it up. You mean God who created the universe can't go, I'd like to preserve what I have to say? <laughs> it's like, sorry, you can't do that, God. We've told you no. It's like, it's so dumb. It's crazy. So my point in saying all of this stuff is for us to understand that while there appears to be a righteousness that many people may partake in, and while it may have an air of wisdom or insight, it's a lie. And all coming back to one specific place, rejecting the plan that God has established for the salvation of mankind. Again, as we've said before, everybody's going to hell. Unless you jump on the boat called Jesus Christ, those that have jumped on the boat, nope, they're not going to hell. But if you don't jump on that boat of salvation called Jesus Christ, you're going to go to hell. That's how it's going to go. And the only reason you're going to go is because you didn't yield to the call of God. Okay? I mean, that's, that's it. And it's like, oh, but what about all the people that I love? Keep praying for them. Keep witnessing. Keep talking to them. But you do not own their salvation. God does. That's why you have to pray even more. Okay? All right, uh, trivia, trivia, trivia. Who uh, said that? that uh, thank you. <laughs> See? And you didn't even have to throw a pink ping pong ball, which is kind of nice. Uh, who said, you men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Paul. Paul said that, although he took that advantage in that moment and was able to share the gospel right from that spot, which is kind of fascinating by itself. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit 
whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. I mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finish my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. Excellent. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he no I don't know why that here's what I do know God is a still a loving God he still is in charge here's what I do know here's what I do know here's what I do know The David Spoon experience Amazing grace How sweet Welcome back to the David Spoon experience thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770 the truth station here in Texas. That's K double Amen. Seven seventy. K double Amen. K double Amen. Seven seventy. Uh trivia question. Trivia question. <coughs> who said? We've got a lot of these who says, right? Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. Your only hint, not the tallest guy in the world. <laughs> Behold, Lord, half my goods I give to the poor. Okay, I have somebody calling in. Give him a chance to uh, respond to that. Half my goods I give to the poor. Uh, I will say Al got it first, but with a unique kind of spelling. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Al got it first, I'm just saying, but with a spelling I've never seen before, which I cannot repeat on the air. Uh, who said, behold, uh, Lord, uh, I give half my goods to the poor. That's what we're looking for. If you think you know the answer, what are we doing? 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase.org. So we do have somebody trying to call in, but there, I guess there might be a phone connect problem. So you just keep, just do your best. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Is it not working? Phone's not working? Or is it pizza? I answer. I get no response. So, so you got you to have a on volume. <laughs> okay. It's that big on thing. All right. No. The people, it's okay if you can't do it. We'll get it. We'll get it together. Uh, again, here it is. Uh, behold, Lord, I give half my goods to the poor. Again, Al was first with a spelling I cannot say. Ginny has given a new definition without the name, just giving the action of the person. 
It's like, what? You know you guys are very unique. I just want to point that out to you right there. Uh, if you think you know, great. Uh, call in 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Okay. I'm kind of concerned I scared Eric off because we've been losing our mind. Uh, let's do our teaching, Colossians chapter 2. Is there anything else we need? Do we cover everything? We covered that. We covered that. We did our DNA. We did this. Okay. Uh, wait, we didn't do history, did we? Did we do history? We did history. I can't remember doing history. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Nick Danger. Okay. <clears throat> you guys better really pray for me. Okay? I'm just saying. Just... You might need it. I'm going to need prayer, people. So I need prayer. I'm praying for you every day. I, I expect as my brothers and sisters in the Lord that you will lift me up all day on Thursday. <laughs> well, most of the day anyway. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. Keep your roots deep in Jesus. Build your lives on him and become stronger in your faith as you were taught. And be filled with thanksgiving. Okay? This is... Uh, so people are like, well, uh, we're supposed to be thankful all the time. I don't know. If you're filled with Thanksgiving and it's not talking about the actual dinner, then the idea behind that would be, wait, let me say this, to be thankful. And I'm just, you know, I understand Thanksgiving dinner. It's not always the best for many of the, no offense, many of the Gentiles. Uh, your Thanksgiving dinners is a Jewish dinner. <laughs> not the same thing. Uh, our Thanksgiving dinners are like, you know, Forget food being thrown. It's everything being thrown. Uh, not a problem. But we should have a heart full of thanksgiving. But listen to what it says. Keep your roots deep in Jesus. And there is a problem right there. And in fact, Jesus identifies this in regards to the seed that is sowed by the sower. So the seed is sowed. Sower is sowing the seed. Da, 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 da. And one of them is because they have no roots. There's they got nothing going on. You've got to be deep in Jesus in the sense that you've got to... Uh, and I think this would be accurate, roots grow downward and seize uh, the nutrients and, you know, grab into the dirt and are very firm and enable the tree to stand upright. That's what you got to do in Jesus. You got to be deep in Jesus, not surfaced, right? Everything that we build through Jesus has to be is dependent on the depth of those roots because you can't have weak roots and have a tree. It just get knocked over. Right, it's got to have it's got to have the balance underneath the, the the profound connection underneath to be able to stand upright. Well, that's just a I'm not even a, a, a gardener. That's true. I mean, come on. All right, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, we'll hold on this and we'll go to the trivia question and give that a shot. Send them on through. Knock knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Yes, sir. Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're better. I am doing really, really well. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. All right. Get ready. This is a big one. Who said, and of course not the tallest guy in the world, who said, Lord, half my goods I give to the poor? I thought it was a little one like Zacchaeus. That is correct, sir! Zacchaeus! The only guy that you could say I drive is a, a Kia. See, because it's Kia. Uh, what impressed me more about him is he uh, he said he would return four times anything he had stolen. Too. 
Exactly. So this is a guy, I mean, how do you not think that guy was touched by the Lord? Fantastic. And then the tenacity. So you already know how much tenacity he's got. Couldn't see Jesus climbs a tree. It's like, oh, I'm going to get seen. I'm going to be seen one way or another. I mean, that's just, that is tenacity. That is perseverance. I love it. Yep. Yep. Excellent job, my brother. Very good. All right. Thank you, bro. Keep praying for us. I am. Okay. I appreciate it. Lord bless you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Great job by our brother. All right. So I want to go back to this just real quick because I don't want you to get the wrong idea. So when the scripture says, keep your roots deep in Jesus, build your lives on him, and become stronger in your faith as you were taught. So there's kind of a a threefold element here. Thanksgiving might be the fruit of the tree. might be a nice way to think of it. But you have deep roots, you build, and you become stronger in your faith. And so when you think, well, I've reached that place, I believe in Jesus, and I don't need to have faith that that grows, that not only is that wrong by by leaps and bounds, but the Scripture says we should not let, you know, here's what a Scripture in Philippians 125, it says this, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and will continue with you uh, for your progress and your joy in the faith. Your faith itself produces a joy. Your faith itself produces a strength. Your faith itself produces great things. And we are supposed to become stronger in our faith. Uh, again, not a genius, but I can tell you one thing. If I feel like I'm strong in my faith, here's a, here's a great statement. I can be stronger. If I feel like I'm strong in the faith, I can have even more strength. I can exercise my faith more, and that pleases God. So there's a bunch of you out there, and I know you guys are strong believers in the Lord, but you're not done. I'm not done. This isn't, oh, I'm done. I don't have to do anymore. you got to keep growing in that faith, keep moving in that faith. So we grow downward, and then we grow upward and become stronger and stronger in the faith, and part of that will be evidenced by the level of thanksgiving that we give. We all need to be thankful. That's not just saying thankful, thank you to God. That is a part of it. But we are actually supposed to be thankful. In other words, our our personality, our insides, our existence. You don't have to say uh, praise the Lord every three seconds. So relax. (laughs) But inside of you, you have to be thankful in your existence that you're alive because of the grace of God. And you continue because of the grace of God. That's a completely different element. It's proper to say thank you to God, and I think we don't say thank you enough. And it's also proper to be a person who is thankful. It's recognizing how many great—I don't even think you can say it that way. It's recognizing to some degree the great things God has done for you. Just to some degree. You're not going to recognize all of it. I don't think you will. But you can be thankful for your life and the graces that he's shown you and the love. Some of you are going through big trials. You're going through tough, scary things. And yet God seems to always somehow pull you through the deep water and get you to the other side. Are you thankful for that? That's it. That's kind of like the attitude. So the idea is to have deep roots in Jesus. Be deep in him And, and become stronger in your faith. Build your life in him. That's what he wants us to do. And I, I think, um, and I'm, I know I'm just sharing kind of off my top of my heart, but 
I think some of us think that we've reached a certain level or we plateau in faith. That's what I would say. That's dangerous. You're never done. If faith is what pleases God, then continual faith is continually pleasing to God, right? I mean, so you have people that call in and give us answers, and we, you know we love that. But we don't want you guys to go, oh, I just know the answer is all I got to know. No, no. You have to move. You get to the point where you have a solid mustard seed of faith. You can say unto the mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea. How's that going? This is what I was listening. Most people are like, I can't even speak to a plant. <laughs> be removed out of my garden, let alone to a mountain and be cast in the sea. Keep growing in the faith. You've not plateaued. You're not. There's more to go. There's more to do. And in that, you'll know um, because whether you're a genuinely thankful person in the Lord or not. Okay? Do we cover everything? Everything, everything. Okay. That's it. All right, folks. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Most of my life it feels like I've been running, running and running and running. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.